0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: That's fun, isn't it? Isn't that fun? And no, I'm not talking about the lousy football game. No, I'm not talking about Football Friday, although that's fun too, and we'll have plenty on that as the show goes on, as we go to 5 a.m., on this Friday morning. But it is fun to sit back. And watch Steve Cohen go to work. Now the Yankee fan has to bear with us here for a second. Because you guys the Yankee fans have had all the fun. For all these years. All these years. It was the Yankees spending bigger and better than everybody else. And winning World Series left and right. And enjoying enjoying great success with ownership. That would do anything to go out there and win. And now I ask you to slightly step aside as Steve Cohen once again shows why it's different now for Mets fans. There are still fans that doubt the New York Mets. There are still fans who as recently as today, yesterday morning... We're mad at the New York Mets for letting Jacob DeGrom go, thinking that Jacob DeGrom might have come back here if Steve Cohen would have offered him money. Knew this. What Steve Cohen wants, Steve Cohen gets. The New York Mets will, under the leadership of Steve Cohen, will never, ever, ever lose a player that they want due to money and isn't that a great feeling i mean isn't that all you could ask for as a fan base maybe things have changed slightly for the yankees in recent years but for the most part the yankees always go out there and put together a team that could win a world series every year they're in the playoffs they haven't done it since 2009 but every year that's all you could ask for as a fan that the team you root for does whatever it can to go out there and win a world Series. And now the Mets have that. They really have had it for the last three years. But as each year goes on, the proof is in the pudding. You're starting to now learn that to now where you should expect it as a Mets fan. You expect it. And when it comes to Brandon Nimmo, and we will get into this throughout the course of the night. I mean, is he worth eight years, $162 million? No, of course not. Brandon Nimmo's not that good. However, it doesn't matter because the Mets needed him back. Similar to the way the Yankees needed Aaron Judge back, and obviously they're two different players, two different stratosphere, I get that. But similar to the way the Yankees needed Aaron Judge back, and now they could start to try to get better this offseason, the Mets needed Brandon Nimmo back, and now they can start to try to get better this offseason. So it doesn't matter what he ended up getting. And by the way, the eight years when people look, oh, my God, eight years, that's only to bring the AAV down, which benefits the Mets. Okay, you want to get to 162000000 million? We'll do that, but it's got to be over the course of eight years, similar to what we saw with the Phillies and Trey Turner. It's about the total value of the deal. And the only way that the total value of a deal matters is and, you know, the fans really shouldn't give a crap about it. I know we get caught up in the numbers and the contract extension and whatever it may be. The only way that the total value of the deal, the years, the back end, whatever, the total AAV, the only way that matters is if it's going to prevent you from going out there and making other moves. You know, like, oh, this guy's on the books They're for eight years, $20 million. What are they going to do if, when the contract in the last three, four years is a problem? Then what? Guess what? Steve Cohen's going to spend more. <laughs> He's going to spend more. What are they going to do? Go get better players. Steve Cohen is, he's had it. He got a little taste of it. And now he's ready to even go harder to try to win a World Series this year. Now look, the results have to match eventually. It's great to be the biggest spenders, and that's what the Mets are. The biggest spenders in Major League Baseball. Not opinion, fact. But it doesn't mean anything. The results have to follow. And a couple of things in that regard. Number one, as we said, the Mets didn't get better by bringing Brandon Nimmo back. They just didn't lose him. Which is a big step. They needed to keep him to stay the same, which was pretty darn good. Now they need to improve. But they have to back it up on the field and have the results, it's great to spend big and be bigger spenders than the Yankees or Dodgers or Padres or Philly, whoever it may be, but they have to win. Those other teams have won. That's where the Mets have to get to now. But the first part of it is taking care of what the richest owner in the sport who seems seems to know that he's got to up the ante a little bit. It's been great since he's taken over. It's time to turn it up another notch. And not only did the Mets bring back, back Brandon Nimmo last night, they also agreed to a one-year, $10 million deal with David Robertson. And while I don't think the lineup for the Mets is better, while I don't think the Mets' starting rotation is necessarily better, it could be. I think it will be, but it, you can't say definitively, Well, oh, they got better. No, they didn't. They lost Walker. They lost to Grom. They replaced him with Quintana and Verlander. The bullpen is definitively better. Diaz, Brooks Rayleigh, and now David Robertson, that is a clear one, two, three at the back end. I always look at it like the triangle in the bullpen. Diaz is nine, and then you have Rayleigh, Robertson, seven, eight, however you want to work that and mix that in. That's, how you, that's what you want out of a bullpen. But the bigger issue, you know, remember, th- this is, yeah, if you're a Mets fan who's complaining, and I know, like I said, there are a lot who are complaining about DeGrom. We'll get to him in a second. And we'll do a lot more on him a little bit later as he spoke today to Texas. Barely, but he spoke to the to the Rangers media. You look at where the Mets are. This is exactly what you guys have been begging for for years. Enjoy it. Complain about the results if they're not there during the season. This is exactly what you wanted in the offseason. You called this radio station for years and begged and pleaded for ownership to go out there and spend. And if they didn't, then sell. And that's exactly what happened. They sold to Steve Cohen, a billionaire, the richest owner in the sport. And they're spending. They are not only a player in free agency. They're the biggest player in free agency. Oh, wait, there's more. Andy Cohen, uh, Andy Cohen. I don't know what Andy Cohen's doing. Screw him and the Cardinals. Steve Cohen, all his spending, not done yet. Not only did Andy Martino of SNY last night say the Mets are still in on Kodai Senga, and I fully believe they're going to land him because Steve Cohen gets what Steve Cohen wants, right? I'd be surprised at this point. Oh, and by the way, if they don't get him, all right, they'll pivot. They'll bring back Bassett. Not the worst thing. They will get Kodai Senga. But the other thing that Andy Martino said on SNY last night, the Mets will be in on Shohei Otani. And if you wonder why they weren't in on Judge, which, by the way, was the right move because there's no way Judge was leaving the Yankees to go to the Mets. He wasn't even going to go to the Padres for $400 million. Do you think he's going to the Mets? You could get on Cohen for not getting Trey Turner or not getting in on Correa, potentially, you know, whoever the big names are out there. The Mets, and I've told you this, and this has been uh, maybe rumored behind the scenes, I'm not sure, but, I mean, I've heard about this dating back to at least a year. That's the guy that they want. Shohei Otani. That's the guy. We have only just begun. Year three. Of Steve Cohen already paying dividends. Results may vary. All you can ask for as a fan of a team is that they do whatever it takes to win. Steve Cohen has done that. 877 337 6666. I want to get right into the calls tonight. Give us a call. We'll get right into it with the Mets. Hey, and you look, you want to call and talk about the Yankees? That's fine. We'll get into the football Friday a little bit later on with the Jets and the Giants, of course. But we start with the Mets and where they're at as an organization. Bob is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Bob? Oh, my. Sal, that was quick. I tell you,
2: I love it, bro. Um, you bring back Nemo. Nemo Nemo's he's, They needed him, man. He's he's a New Yorker. You can see the way he hustles. We we needed him back, and it says a lot about our owner, who's he's got huge pockets, but Sal. What are we going to do about the next guy? Because we want the next guy. this, This lineup is the same right now. I know you said Otani. Well, don't you trust Cohen? Here. I guess
1: the point is, don't, and I said it, Bob, you're right. The lineup is the same. They had to bring Nimmo back. But don't you trust Steve Cohen knows that? Don't you trust that they will go out there and add to this ball club that's already a solid ball club? They're going to add. They lose to Grom, no problem. They get Furlander. They get Quintana. They added two bullpen arms. They bring back Brandon Nimmo. There will be more. Kodai Senga potentially show a Otani if not this Dude. year, next year. Do I, do, I, do I believe in Steve Cohen? Yes, I do. Thank you. And that's all that matters. Yes, I do. Now, look, that is all that matters. That know, is all that matters. We know the results. But you know made- what? Because we have our Joyce Steinbrenner now. Correct. Correct. The Mets are finally in the conversation again as real players. Yes, they are. And that's what you got to believe. It is about
2: friggin' time, It pal. is about
1: friggin' time. Bob, thank you for the call. It is about friggin' time. How many years did we sit here? And watch the Yankees make every single move and the Mets sit on their hands. From 2010 to 2014, which I believe was the offseason where the Mets signed Bartolo Colon and Curtis Granderson. I mean, outside of that, it was John Roush, Frank Francisco. Think about this. The New York Mets were acting like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Even in 15, 16, 17, all right, they made some, you know, they let Daniel Murphy go. And they brought in Neil Walker. You think Steve Cohen would let Daniel Murphy go? You think Steve Cohen would let Zach Wheeler go? Even when the Mets were active, somewhat active, it was always the bargain bin. Jay Bruce and Todd Frazier. Not anymore. They're in the deep end of the pool now. Does it mean that they're going to win a World Series? No, absolutely not. But it means that they're trying. That's where the frustration was. When people would say, Sal, you're so negative. You're ripping the Mets all the time. The frustration was from, I know they should be trying harder. I know they could do better. And now they're doing better. And you're right. It is going to be what's next. Okay, great. Nimmo's back. Now what? What are you doing at Catcher? D.H.? Left field, potentially, where's that extra power coming from this year? Outside of the possibility of Alvarez, which we already know. Where's that power coming from? Are they going to get another bat? Or are they going to go at it as is, which, by the way, is not the worst thing, and see what happens with Shohei Otani at the trade deadline? But how great is it, especially on a day where DeGrom... That clown Jacob DeGrom was talking about how Texas was building something special. How great is it that Cohen goes out there and brings back Nemo and overpays to do so and makes another move to improve the bullpen? Mets bullpen has gotten better. Their starting rotation will be better once they add Kodai Senga. And now you look at that lineup and say, "Okay, they need another bat, and they'll get it eventually." Who it's going to be? Who knows? But ultimately, you should, if you're a Met fan, be having dreams about Shohei Otani. Linda is calling from Forest Hills. What's up, Linda?
3: Hi, Sal. Hi, Linda. How's it going?
1: Great. Uh, How you feeling, Linda, about your Mets?
3: Um, I, I gotta
4: say, uh, when you step away from the nonsense of social media and stuff and you just go about your business and then you come back to it and you see, oh, Brandon Nimmo's back. Cool. Then we get Robin Robertson. Cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happier. I'm definitely happier. Do you, do you think, do you think, uh, the Grum's press conference lit a fire under Cohen today?
1: I mean, I know John Harper, my colleague over at SNY, wrote about that on SNY.TV. Uh, look, I mean, it'd be fun to think that he did. Steve Cohen, put it this way, I don't know if it had a direct impact or not, but Steve Cohen has responded swiftly when feeling like he's yes. been burned before, whether it was Stephen and Matt's, you know, the whole Syndergaard thing. They go out there and, and get Max Scherzer. Now you have this with DeGrom. Look, if you need any more proof, I mean, I don't I, uh, here's what I want to hear from. I want to hear from the Mets fans who've been calling me about Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> oh, DeGrom. How did the Mets not get DeGrom back? <laughs> no, I got it. He I, I left. He admit, didn't want to be I here. I got to admit, the, the,
3: this, press, this press conference today,
4: really, Jake, they have a vision for you to win a championship? Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, okay, Jake. <laughs> you know, again, DeGrom, like everything else he did since he was here, lying through his teeth, and thank you for the call, Linda. Lying through his teeth. That fraud! Look, I love Jacob deGrom. Not as much as Evan Roberts, who's a deGrom bowl washer, but I love Jacob deGrom. 2018, 2019, best I've ever seen. 2015, he was terrific. The stuff we heard about, it's now starting to come out, of course. I mean, I've been telling you about it all year. But the stuff that we heard about, about him not wanting to be here, him being kind of a loner, him not being happy... It's true. He didn't want to be here. He went bye bye. He wanted to go to the Rangers, who were building something special. <laughs> Off of 60. The Rangers could build something special to the tune where they're 30 games better than they were a year ago. 30 more wins. They'd still have fewer wins than the Mets did last year. Building something special. Get out of here. You didn't want to be in New York. And that's fine for losers. Junior's calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Junior?
2: Hey, Sal. How's it going?
1: How are you, Junior? Good, hanging in there.
2: I still listen more than your mom. Oh, well, I appreciate that, Junior. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. So as far as um, with the starting pitching, why can't we get Rodon?
1: Well, I mean they, they could, but they're not gonna So look, while Cohen is spending more than anybody, the Mets are gonna have the highest payroll in baseball. They're of not course. they're not gonna get Rodon on top of it. You it would not be smart to invest that much. Rodon, the rumor was yesterday, or the report was yesterday, he's gonna get he, he possibly could get two hundred million. They're not gonna spend another major contract in the starting rotation. Kodai Senga may get a hundred, maybe he gets a little over a hundred. That's fine. You can't okay. do that for Rodon. They're not gonna do it. Okay. Nor, by so the way, you, do I want you, that. I'd rather have that money elsewhere. The Yankees need to go get Carlos Rodon. See, the Yankees okay. now they need to act. They better. Mm-hmm. They, if the Yankees don't get Carlos Rodon, plus they're not upgrading mm-hmm. their ball club. So what? They brought back Aaron Judge. They need to act like big boys too. The you know, I'm old enough to remember the time when the Yankees used to dominate the payroll department in Major League Baseball. Now it's mm-hmm. the Mets' turn.
2: Right. No, as far as the uh, DH position goes. Um, I got three names for you. Um, I got Michael Conforto.
1: Okay. I'm okay with it.
2: I got, um, Andrew McCutcheon. Mm. Less okay with it. And Mancini.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Mancini is a viable option. Fleegs, who was off today, he loves Mancini Mm -hmm. and thinks that's a good option. Uh, I wouldn't be, I don't want McCutcheon. I wouldn't be opposed to Mancini, I guess, because of his versatility. I like the idea of Conforto because of his potential. Right,
2: yeah. Conforto, I think, I wouldn't mind having him back, you know, know, taking a flyer on him and, you know. I I I don't think it's going to happen.
1: I don't think it's going to happen, Junior, but that would be, and thank you for the call, that would be a guy you sign on the cheap that has the potential to be a good power bat for you. Now, the Mets are in a weird spot. See, if it, if you take out the history between the Mets and Conforto for both sides, I think it makes perfect sense. But you can't erase the history. And the reality is Conforto had an opportunity in a walk year to earn himself a big contract. And he flopped. Flop. And I don't know if you could trust that he would go out there and put those numbers up. It is a total roll of the dice. He himself, Conforto, would be better off going elsewhere, betting on himself, go play in Cincinnati or Colorado, you know, a hitter-friendly park to where he can go out there and put up some numbers and earn himself a big contract. That's the way I would play it if I were Conforto. And... You know, There's a part of me that's, I guess, sentimental with it, but also there are not really good options out there that you could have outfielders put up some power numbers, which is why, again, I look at Conforto and say I think that would be a a good option for them. Mancini may be a better fit because he could play corner outfield, play a little first, a veteran bat. You trust him to be kind of in the middle a little bit more, even though he was awful after the trade deadline when he got traded from the Orioles to the uh, Astros. 877-337-6666. 877 337 Jess is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Jess? Hey, Sal. How are you, Jess?
3: I'm doing good. I got two, two quick... I have a, like a point and a question to mm-hmm. make. All right. So my first thing is, I'm just... I'm a Yankee fan, by the way. Okay. I'm just wondering, what do you want DeGrom to say by the press conference? He's got to say that... He thinks they have a winning culture and everything. You can't say he just came there for the money. Why not? What he meant to say. Why
1: not? Why he couldn't he say, say it? that? You. Why not? I'd respect him a lot more.
3: You would, but the Texas Ranger fan base wouldn't. You can't just go in and say, "Yeah, I came here for the money."
1: Yeah, you, no, you don't he have to go. say it. You don't have to say it that way. There are ways you could say it without just saying, "Well, yeah, I came here for the money. I hate this team, but they gave me the biggest contract." You could just say that I like this offer. They made me feel more loved. Whatever it may be, tell the truth. I want the truth. I can handle the
3: truth. Either way, besides that, I wanted to know, like, all the like a lot of a lot of Mets fans were saying before, like, oh, where's the power bat? Where's the bat? We got to add a bigger hitter, bigger hitter. It would only be costing you a half a year. It's pretty obvious that Uncle Steve wants to go after Otani. So what? It would be a half a year before you go after Otani. You also have Alvarez and that other prospect Mm -hmm. you're hoping. Alvarez was the number one prospect. It's, Correct. They, they brought him in at a horrible time. If they give him a fair chance, he could be your big bat.
1: Agreed. There, there is the Mets. You, you nailed it, Jess. I mean, the Mets are going to wait on Francisco Alvarez. And they also have other options, yeah, too. And yeah. thank you for the call. I got to let you go because the background noise is driving me nuts. With Beatty and Escobar both options at third base, With Alvarez an option not only to catch part-time potentially, but also be a DH. I know Mets fans don't want to hear it, and believe me, I don't even want to say it, but Ruff and Vogelback as well. There are a lot of options there that could stick at the DH spot for a half of season. And then at the trade deadline, the big target, I would assume, is going to be Shohei Otani. And if he's too costly as far as prospects go, then they're going to get another bat, if need be, to finish out the year and then go make a run of Otani. Now, I would I know the Mets want Otani. The question then becomes if he's available via trade at the trade deadline, A, what is the cost going to be for a two-month, two month rental? B, are the Mets going to be willing to pay that price so they can get him into their organization and and then lock him up before he hits free agency, or just have him there so you can start working on the deal, uh, on a deal ahead of time. Because in the event, let's just say Otani gets traded to the Giants or to the Yankees, whoever it may be, an opposing team, not the Mets, you would think that team's going to have the advantage, no? The perfect scenario would be for the Mets to just get him in free agency after the year and not have to give up Alvarez or Beatty or anybody else in the farm. But if it means potentially losing Otani, so you got to go out there and trade for him, then that's the decision, and it's going to be a tough decision that the Mets are going to have to make. Billy Epler, Steve Cohen, they're going to have to make that decision. Is it worth it for two months plus the opportunity to get to him first to give up Alvarez or Beatty, assuming that that's the cost? And well, we won't know the cost until the deadline. What drives up cost? Demand. How many teams are going to be wanting to trade for Shohei Otani? All it takes is one that wants to blow the Angels out of the water with an offer. I don't know if the Mets are going to get involved in that or not, but then you're playing a, a scary game where you're running the risk that you may not have a shot at him. Although, Otani, regardless of where he goes, has to understand that when you have only two months to go to free agency and you know that the richest owner in the sport wants a piece of you, Probably be smart to at least. Hear what he has to say. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. More your calls on the side. Yanks, Mets, whatever's on your mind on this big night for the Mets. Bringing back Brandon Nimmo. Bringing in David Robertson. Just continuing to establish that under the leadership of Steve Cohen, nothing is impossible. Salicata on the fan.
5: Selling a little or a lot.
1: As one of my on-air idols would say, Mm -hmm. it's good to be king. It's good to be king. Steve Cohen flexing his muscle. Oh, man. Look, the thing is, like we said, it doesn't guarantee anything, spending money, but it sure is fun. But it's just for the Met fan, even more fun because of the years. You're talking about 10 years, basically, of not being a significant player, and to go from that to this zero to a hundred. Oh man, it's great! And the only people that aren't here are the people that don't want to be here. Whether that's Mats, Syndergaard, Degrom, how foolish do they look? building something special in texas i wish i went out to that i had i known that and i guess newsday was there tim healy was there but the 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 tough questions were not asked all due respect to everybody who was in attendance the tough questions from a new york media perspective were not asked i wish i could have flown out there myself and asked him face to face And get some real answers. Or at least make him squirm and push back on it. Because I don't need to be friendly. I don't care. I go right in. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful. I'm trying to get an answer. Jake, what about the rumors that you didn't want to be in New York? Oh, no, no, no. no, I think I just got to move on. uh. No, 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 no. You didn't want to be in New York. Explain. I wanted to hear a definitive answer from him why he left. And I don't even believe that the money is the top reason. I mean, obviously, that helps. And you don't even have to ask why you left necessarily. Just say, why didn't you go back to the Mets with an offer? After you got your offer, which is a great offer, congratulations, by the way. Well done. 185 million five years. Unbelievable. After you just pitched 11 games last year. So why didn't you go back to the Mets and see if they had an offer? I would have loved to have heard the answer to that. He didn't answer that, right, Emmanuel? We have some of the cuts, and we'll play the cuts a little bit later on. I was going to do it in a cute way, but maybe not. But Jake did not ask that flat out, right, where where he was asked, hey, you got the offer from the Rangers. Why not go back to the Mets? He didn't get that question. He didn't right. get that directly. Right, well, what are these people doing? That's the number one question from a New York perspective that I need to hear. Why didn't you go back to the Mets? Jake, I don't know if you noticed, Aaron Judge just signed for $360 million. Actually, he left $40 million on the table. But he just signed for $360 million, And in the process, after the Giants gave him that offer, he called Yankee ownership. And went to them and said, I want to be back, but I need you to get to the ninth year. Why didn't you do the same for the Mets? Oh, 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 oh. Ah. Um, uh, I uh, just uh, really like the winning culture year I'd love to hear what he would have to say to that. We'll play some of the DeGrom sound a little bit later on. 877-337-6666. Joe is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Joe?
4: Hey, Sal. Pleasure to talk to you again.
1: Thanks for taking the time to call, Joe. What's on your mind today?
4: Absolutely, Sal. You know what th- reminds me with uh, with DeGrom? Reminds me of the uh, Mike Hampton debacle back sure. on uh, the school. The school system in Colorado was the greatest. Yeah. And, uh,
1: He's another loser like, I, who didn't want to be here in my camp. And I never liked him.
4: Absolutely. I didn't either. And uh, I just want to make a, a quick point, tell if I can. Uh, I think uh, with Senga, I think it's true. With having Steve Cohen as a uh, as an owner, I think the Mets, the, from what I see, they're in the lead to, to land this guy. Uh those are the rumors out there I
1: don't know about the lead the Mets are one of a few teams interested in him but the Mets really want him and you know what that means wink wink the Mets really want him Steve Cohen's gonna get him
4: no Sal absolutely and and you know what it is uh between uh Billy Epler and the connection with uh Otani uh I think and the Japanese connection uh, it, it could work and I I Think,
1: I, I'm, I'm hoping anyway. Otani has been the apple of Steve Cohen's eye for a while now. This is not just new; this is dating back to at least last year. Otani, the the Mets. I don't know about Cohen specifically. I would guess Cohen specifically, but the Mets in general, they have had their eye on Shohei Otani. They're they're playing the long game here. So when you look at it last year, why didn't they go all in? And sign Kyle Schwarber, let's say, or Chris Bryant or whoever it may be that you would have wanted them to right. add on top of what they did. They are thinking with Shohei Ohtani in mind.
4: Now, now, Sal, uh, it, it's true that Epler had a big uh, part of Ohtani signing with the Angels. That's right? what
1: I heard, correct. That is what I am understanding, yeah. So, I'm just hoping, Sal. Thanks for taking my call, man. Thanks for, for making it, show. Joe. That's, I appreciate you checking in. Now, there's a big chance that it doesn't happen. I mean, a lot, it's not just as easy as, okay, Otani's going to be a free agent, Mets are going to give him the highest offer. I do think that could happen, but I'm more concerned about Otani being dealt at the trade deadline and whatever team deals for him locks him up or makes that deal with the understanding that they're going to lock him up long-term. And you could also be concerned about Otani's desire to to play in New York or with the Mets specifically. Maybe he wants to be a Yankee. We don't know that. Maybe he wants to be, maybe maybe his dream is to be a Yankee. We'll find that out. But I know that the Mets want him. Jeff is calling from San Francisco. What's up, Jeff?
6: Hey, Sal. Good to talk with you.
1: You too, Jeff. What's Uh, on your mind?
6: Well, it's been a while. I haven't talked, I haven't called in lately, but I'm always listening, uh, usually on the Odyssey app.
1: Appreciate that. The uh, free Odyssey app.
6: The free, office. yeah, and I got to say, through thick and thin, you're always entertaining, always entertaining.
1: Well, thank I you, appreciate I appreciate that, that. Yeah, at the very least, I mean, you may hate me, you may not like my opinion, whatever, but I hope you're entertained.
6: Well, ninety percent of the time, I do agree with you, but once in a while, I don't. Um, Works for me. But I, I just wanted, <laughs> I just want to offer a little different perspective on the, the, the Grom thing. Sure. Um, so when I look at this, I say to myself. Why did what did why would Degrom want to stay in his mind? You know what is going through his mind that would make him want to stay. I look at Degrom and I see he's, he's pitched to you know pitching perfection for multiple years for the Mets. They could hardly ever score a run for him. Mm-hmm. Now that wasn't necessarily in their control. I'm sure they were trying to, but you know game after game the guy could barely get one run. On his side of the ledger. Okay. But, Sal, even more than that, though, I mean, he's seeing them year after year not do enough to get over the hump, right? And I'm talking about off-season. I'm talking about... Yeah, but here's, here's the, the past thing, past Jeff. Season. A
1: lot of what you're talking about was B.C., before Cohen. So, 2018... No, no, I just- no, no, it was. Just, when they didn't they well, weren't scoring runs for him and all that stuff, when they signed the bad contract, that was BC. It doesn't count. It was before Cohen. Things done change. Well, you ask why DeGrom would want to stay. Hold on a second. Why would he want to stay? Because okay. he could be – he could retire with one team his whole career. Some players value that. Aaron Judge, anybody? And there are plenty of others. Yes. He could have had his number 48 retired alongside Mike Piazza and Tom Seaver. Also, he could have won in New York. I mean, think about it. The Mets are a 101-win team and only going to get better, or at least trying to get better. He went to a team that won 68 games a year ago. It's laughable. Why would he stay?
6: Well, generally, I agree with that. Again, 90%. But this past season, what did they do at the trade deadline? They get Vogel back and they get Ruff. Right, both of them, that, that was bad. It's so, so worse. what? What is it? it? That, even... That's
1: not going to be the determining factor of Jacob Degrom. What did the Rangers well, do with the trade deadline last year? I mean, come on. I don't
6: want. It. Well, that's a different issue with the Rangers. Well, but he he left. What?
1: He left. You asked why he would want to stay, and you're bringing up one of the negative aspects was because the Mets didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. You think Degrom gives a crap about that? He doesn't.
6: Well, I don't, you know, we're always are trying to speculate on what DeGrom gives us a crap about. I don't think that's fair. We don't really know. I'm not
1: speculating. Exactly I mean, I, I've heard from people who know. So let me, let me well, ask you. Let me just ask you flat out. you think Jacob DeGrom really wanted to be a man?
6: Well, I'll say no, but that's only because I listened to you and the things you picked <laughs> up. And I, I believe you. You know, I much sooner well, believe you than you. Some of the other. But however, Sal. Let me just finish what my thought on this. They did nothing at the trade deadline last year. And this year, they go ahead and they re sign Vogelback. So I'm DeGrom, and I'm looking at this kind of crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. What well, how is that re-sign? crazy?
1: You fixated on Vogelback. Why?
6: Would
1: why? why would you re-sign They picked Vogel up his back? option for a million bucks or whatever it was. I mean, it's but insignificant. Still,
6: why would you... Why would you want him on the team? you got to move
1: on. Well, but they they feel like for a million bucks, it's worth it to pick up the option. I think, Jeff, you have to move on. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in and listening. You have to move on from the idea that Daniel Vogelback had anything to do with Jacob deGrom. And while I appreciate you trusting me and what I've heard as you should. I mean, if you were smart, you would do that. Some people don't want to be too smart. They don't want to believe what I'm saying. I'm telling you, I wouldn't lie to you. I've had multiple people tell me multiple times about some of the stuff that I've heard about DeGrom that I've talked about, about him not wanting to be here. But forget about all that. Look at what is. Forget what I said. Forget about what you're hearing. Look at what actually happened. Jacob DeGrom didn't want to be here. He got an offer. That would have been more than the Mets would have been willing to give, most likely. However, he never went back to them. Did you see a player yesterday when DeGrom spoke that was remorseful or sad at all about leaving? Uh, Usually, when great players leave New York, usually, especially one as established as DeGrom, there's some sadness there thinking, man, I really would have loved to have been back with the organization. You know, if this went the way that some fans the DeGrom ball-washers like Evan Roberts, if it went the way that they like to think it went, it would have been upsetting for DeGrom to not have the Mets want him. He would have felt, man, I really wanted to be back in New York. It was a dream of mine to play my entire career with the team that drafted me. I'd love to have my number retired there, and I'd love to have had the chance to get back to and win a World Series with the Mets. But I didn't have any choice because... They didn't want me back, and this was the best offer that I could get. That's not what happened. What happened was the Mets offered him more money per year for three years. He didn't care because he didn't want to be there. He wasn't happy for whatever reason, probably multiple reasons. And he got a great offer from the Rangers, and he went and took it. And that's fine. But don't tell me then that he wanted to be here because he didn't. And he doesn't give a crap about New York, about the Mets, about their fans. Doesn't care. About his legacy. Doesn't care. Share me the money. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not blaming him for taking the most money. I'm blaming him for not wanting to be here. If he wanted the most money, I'd tip my cap to him. Good, you should. And if you wanted to be here and the Mets didn't give you that money that you wanted... But you really wanted to be here, then I'd be ripping the Mets. But that's not the case. 877 337 6666. More your calls on the other side. Salakata on the fan. I can't stand the sight of Jacob deGrom's face. I got SMY on in here. It's on you know it's on in the studio and they're replaying the show. I like my face. But I don't want to I mean I really don't like looking at myself, truth be told. But I definitely don't want to look at Jacob deGrom's face, that's for damn sure. As he met the media with the Rangers? Who cares? He's an afterthought. Steve Cohen spending his billions, baby. The Mets are back and they're better than ever. It is a great time to be a Mets fan. Think about that. He is going, he's blowing past the Cohen luxury tax threshold. See, See, I would have had a problem with bringing Nimmo back at this amount. If it meant no Kodai Senga. If it meant no more upgrades. You know, if it meant not getting David Robertson in the bullpen. But obviously it didn't. On the same night they bring Nimmo back for 162. They get their eighth inning setup man. For a cool 10 mil. Oh, and by the way, there's more. Kodai Senga will follow. Maybe another bat. Maybe some more bullpen help. And then the best for last. Shohei Otani. Make room for Shohei. Circo uh Ciro is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Ciro? Hey, what's up, sir? How you
7: been?
1: Good. How are you, I'm Ciro? Good to hear from you.
7: I'm all right. So just uh two things. I
1: think the
7: hitting is there. Just look at the the beginning and especially July and August of last season. We were hitting like crazy. We had so, like, well, Escobar really went off to September, but we had Pete going off. We had McNeil, Nemo. Everybody was basically hitting it. Uh, Lenore was going off. But we just lost it. I feel like that was the, one of the biggest things that failed us. The pitching was doing okay, but then that went into a slump, and so did the hitting. And now I feel like the hitting is there, and it's just we just got to stay consistent. Out the year, that's the big thing, and I—that's the one of the biggest things that failed us last year, especially in that wild card.
1: Season. Yeah, but they need one that's, more bat. I mean, the pitching was a big problem in the they, biggest games. That can't fail. They can't have that happen again. They cannot have what happened in Atlanta they, with the starting pitching. They can't have that. They were out of those games before they even got going because of the starting pitching. That was the same thing with the wild card game yeah. one and three.
7: No, they did well. The thing, well, that's the thing because Scherzer just lost his arm in the second half. I mean, he was still pitching good, but like, he, he just had a dead arm. by the time the playoffs came. And I just pray, I pray that does not happen to Verlander. But he did, it didn't happen to him last year, but I'm just paranoid about it. But
1: Well, you're not so, going to know until it's a long way to go to get back to that point, but you're exactly right. I mean, see, that's the frustrating thing about last year, is that even though we could say, well, the Mets needed more from the DH department, they needed the number five hitter, which is all true. They needed that. They had, though, yeah. everything lined up the exact way that they wanted, with DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett in Atlanta, and they lost all three. And then again in the wild card, Scherzer, DeGrom, Bassett, and Scherzer right out of the gate set the tone for the series. They were never able to recover. Bassett was god-awful. So they had it lined up perfectly. They would take that again and hope for a different result, of course, but it didn't work out. And now you have to hope that Scherzer's fully healthy and Verlander doesn't, you know, it doesn't. You know, he's he's healthy and ready to perform in the postseason. He's got to be good. Yeah. They, they need those guys to perform in the postseason.
5: Yeah,
7: I think the other thing is I I really like Beatty. Beatty was making a lot of contact. He just wasn't getting the hits. But give him enough time, I think he's going to be a stud. And the same thing with Alvarez. Alvarez wasn't was up for a long period of time. I think they brought him up at the worst time. Just way too late, and but I think once he gets going, he's definitely going to start hitting some bombs. But onto Degrom, like, the two things: number one, like you, you've been saying, he did not want to be in New York, and two, it was money security. He's getting paid what thirty-seven million for five years. You know, and if he gets injured all those five years, he's still getting paid.
1: Right. You know? Or if he if decides he, he doesn't want to pitch months. for whatever reason, you know, he's got a little a boo-boo yeah. or he's got a belly ache, or something, then he doesn't have to pitch and he's yeah. still getting that money.
7: Yeah, he he just didn't exactly. And he didn't want to be here no more. You saw it on his face the whole year, you know. Agreed. his You know, his attitude completely changed. I still love him. I watched him since, you know, sure. when he first started with the Mets, you know. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the money he got, but you know, it's sad to see him leave. But he just didn't want to be here, and that's the end of it. Co- but look, Bowen's putting the money out, and he's replaced, he replaced him like that with Verlander, and hopefully with uh, uh, the Japanese player. I can't think of his Kodai, name. Kodai, oh, Kodai Senga. Yeah, Kodai Senga. Yeah. Yeah, hope i, I off. And then I think with Otani they got to really play it by ear and see how the hitting's going and and see what the other teams are bidding for when that trade deadline comes.
1: Well, Otani just I takes think- it. Otani takes it to another level. And thank you for the call, Zero. Good to hear from you again. Otani would take it to another level. Now, maybe that's a story for another day, but it was brought up. I mean, I don't know if I brought it up or Andy brought it up first, but we talked about it last night during the breaking news coverage on SNY. It is It's not just a rumor. It's not just a hope. It is a thing. They are going to go after Shohei Otani. And that's what we were saying earlier in the week where, you know, the Mets have not had many opportunities for the big fish. Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts. Those guys were all B.C. before Cohen. And Aaron Judge was the big no-brainer, you have to go after this guy. If you're a serious team, you have to go after him. The problem was that he was leaving the Yankees. And there's no way, and Cohen knew this and the Mets knew this, there's no way even for $400 million, that he was going to go to the Mets instead of the Yankees. So even though it was the first time a player of that stature was available under Steve Cohen, it wasn't the right guy. Shohei is 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on either side. We'll get to Marco and get you updated in a little bit. Salakata on the fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.